Hi, this is Ronnie Ann Ryan, intuitive coach, and welcome to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. In this show, we'll talk about mystical methods, spiritual practices, and magic to grow spiritually, live well, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, connect with spirit, and embrace the magic that is all around you. To learn more about intuitive coaching with me or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoy the show, please rate it or write a review and subscribe and share it with a friend. May good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. On today's episode of the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast, I'm speaking with David Winters. He grew up as an empath and felt stigmatized for his sensitivity in an insensitive world. He went on to study science, microbiology for many years. He wanted to get beneath the surface of life, and he received a master's and a PhD in microbiology. He started questioning his commitment to science and wondered if there was a truer path. And he began waking up to the hidden world of life beyond the veil. Developing his extraordinary clairvoyant gift, he explored many sacred sites and found his connection to ancient people, a lot in Ireland and Scotland, the bird tribes, Tuatha Dé Danann, and the Celtic goddess and St. Bridget. Today, David bridges mystical sites in Europe and America with healing potential and liberation from false realities. His first book, Where Heaven and Earth Meet, Stories of Healing, Magic and Remembrance is due out in early 2023. Welcome, David. Thank you so much. First of all, I don't have a drop of Irish blood in me. Uh, Ryan is my husband's <laughs> name, but I am so drawn to the British Isles, all of the Celtic mysteries and stuff. So looking forward to jumping in. What's a good place to start? I can start with a past life, which is a starseed past life. Basically, cool. I had a past life where I was not from this planet. Uh -huh. And so that story started in 2010. I had just um, uh, separated from my wife of 20 years, 20, 22 years. I was living in Southern Oregon and I moved to Portland and I, I don't know what led me to this, but I went to this woman who was a Reiki instructor, a Reiki healer and a, a shaman. And she said she wanted to do a soul retrieval for me. And I don't know if your audience knows what a soul retrieval is, but when we are traumatized, it's like our soul becomes fragmented and there are parts of us that are not with us anymore, or they went away because we just couldn't hold on to those parts because it was too painful. I said, okay. And she laid me down on this table and she started drumming and she wanted to know what aspect of me was calling as far as the trauma that I had endured in some life. And it turns out that I was seeing myself hurtling through space. And I, I didn't understand what that was. Like, what is this? And I was leaving someplace to go to someplace. And that place I was going was the earth. And I was so puzzled by this because I had not had any spiritual awakening up that point. And I was like, what am I tumbling through space? And what is going on here? And the whole thing just puzzled me. It was just I, I didn't understand it, but I did feel like homesick. I had left someplace that I loved to be in and I wasn't there anymore. And so that experience kind of carried through over many years. I had no idea what it was, but then as I became more awake 
to my spiritual path, I started to understand that that was me like seven generations ago, and that I was literally from the, the star system of Sirius, and I had was deliberately sent to Earth because there was a disruption on the wherever I was, the star that I was living on. There was all this disruption going on, and I had to be, for my own safety, I had to leave. And I made it down to Earth, and actually, I ended up on an island in Scotland called yeah. Giga Island. It's in the south. It's, it's near Ireland. This whole story about my starseed life came into view through my own intuition, but also with the use of hypnotherapy. Uh-huh. There was a woman in Northern California in the Bay Area who was just excellent. I can't even remember her name now, but this was years later. We're talking about like 2018. So eight years later, I'm, I'm lying on this couch with this woman doing this hypnotherapy on me. And I'm recalling for like three hours, this whole life that I experienced. Mm. Um, so yeah. what did that do for you in today's terms? So you remember this life, you were starseed, you weren't from here, you end up in Scotland in an island. And what was the lesson or what was that about? Well, what happened was I understood so much about this story that I came to earth. I was helped over onto the mainland of Scotland on the Kintyre Peninsula. And I had this incredible growing up period with these people that were actually not normal. They were extraordinarily tall. They were giants and they raised me. What it really did for me was like to just make me feel so connected to the truth about what's what's happened on, on the earth over time and how we don't understand all the stories that actually unfolded. For me, back in 2019, I actually went to the site where I had lived in that past life. Okay. And that was the grounding experience was to go back there and I did a ceremony at this standing stone called the Bichara stone. It's a, it's a 16 foot high stone that looks like a woman, but it's not very intricately carved, but you can see the shape of this woman. And it's like a birthing stone. It's like I was birthed into being a human at that place. And when I went back there, everything changed for me. It was like, I reconnected with myself, my ancient self, and it created so much healing in me. And so that the 3D physical experience I encountered that helped me so much on this path. Wow. So is that the kind of work you do now with other people, help them connect with their ancient wisdom and memories? Exactly. So for example, I was in Scotland in September with two other people, and we went to this magical place called the Isle of Iona, which has such a rich history of not only spiritual, but also religious history, because it was where in the sixth century, an abbey was built by St. Columba. And it turns out I have a connection with him in a past life that we, I was with him on the island. It's like you go back to these places where you have experienced a past life and healing occurs. And the two people I was with, there was two women, both had been on the island in a past life. And they had both been living in the nunnery that was built in the 10th century. They had some very difficult experiences there. But by going back there, you're going back to a place where you've received trauma. You start to integrate your soul back into yourself through those experiences. 
And mm. the, those two women had so profound healing experiences. And so what I like to do is go to these sacred sites with people who feel called. It's not like me coaxing them. They just feel drawn sure. and they go to these places and, oh, lo and behold, they have these connections that they didn't know, but they just knew there was something there for them. Yeah. So all I have to do is put it out there and then they're coming along for the ride because yeah. their soul knows they've had that connection there. Sure. You know, that makes sense to me. When I was in college after my junior year, my roommate said, hey, let's go to Italy for the summer and study art. So I'm like, okay, I went with the University of Georgia, which was a trip and a half for a New England girl to begin with. We get there and I, I mean, I just loved Italy so much. I was in Cortona, which was, it's really smack in the middle of Italy, you know, north, south, east, okay. west, right in the middle. And it's part of Tuscany or whatever. And I did not want to leave. Like I did not want to go home ever. I just wanted to stay there. Right. It was just so incredibly magical. But it wasn't until, oh, I don't know, maybe three, three or four years ago, I did a past life regression where, and I've done a lot of past life work but I'd never encountered this where I was living in Italy in the 1400s. And I was doing some, I don't know if it was Rosicrucian, but I was doing some kind of high magic in a circle of with couples. <laughs> and then the Garda came in with some poles with knives on the end, lopped everybody's head off. <laughs> like, you know, magic was naughty, you know, back then everything was the church. I guess that's part of my connection. Like anytime I see anything that's Renaissance Italy and also Renaissance England, I just, I'm like, I'm in love. I'm just totally in love. So I, to yeah, yeah. I I really get what you're saying about you connect with the land because it resonates with you from the past. Yeah, I had an experience. Actually, it's related to Italy. I was in Ireland and I was with my girlfriend at the time who was from Ireland. And we went to this place called the Caves of Kesh. And the Caves of Kesh are just beautiful. There's a, a really steep hillside and it's like an oblong hill. And there's like 18 caves and they're all of different sizes and they're all limestone. And what I was seeing was the energy of the caves had to do with something called the she-wolf. And the she-wolf I didn't quite understand it, but it was something like the caves were used for thousands of years as a sanctuary. I was really wondering what the connection was to She-Wolf. I kept seeing it in my mind's eye. Well, we were walking up to the caves for the first time ever, and I looked down and there was a pin. It had dropped off. Somebody had pinned it onto their shirt or something. It had dropped off. It was this little silver She-Wolf. And the She-Wolf goes back to Italy in the time of Rome, when Rome was founded. There was a series of kings and a king's brother was wanting power and he killed the king. And then the king's daughter was not to have any children, which would be a threat to the current king who killed her father. She ended up having twin boys secretly, but then he found out and their names were Remus and Romulus. Yeah, you know the story. The king wanted them to be killed. So he had a servant take them down to the river. I think it was the Tiber River. He was going to drown them, but he couldn't do it. So he just put them in a bucket and he sent them down the stream and they ended up on the side of a bank and a, a wolf who had pups came up and they, they suckled on the wolf's milk until a farmer found them or a sheep herder found them and raised them. And one of the boys ended up founding Rome and that was Romulus. How do you get that connection up in some place in Ireland that's a sacred site? Because the earth is like our bodies. It's like meridians. Let's say I have a headache and I go to an acupuncturist. They put a needle in my hand so that my headache goes away. Well, it's like there's a connection, a meridian that yeah. runs from our hand up to our mind. 
And it's like the earth. The earth has meridian lines and it has energy lines and they, there's connections from different places on the earth to other places on the earth. That energy of sanctuary and safety up in that Irish hillside was directly related to the she-wolf mythology in Rome in 500 BC. So it's just really interesting. Yeah. What was the most mind-blowing experience you've had so far in visiting some sacred sites and your own uh, past lives or in working with people? What really right. stands out? I think the one that stands out for me now, since it's so recent, is this experience on the Isle of Iona in Scotland in September when I was with the two women. Um, their names were An Anaya and Lynn. We had that experience with the nunnery, their trauma around, you know, being part of a religious order and then everything going wrong from almost starving to death to the Protestant Reformation. They, they, the women got kicked out of the nunnery. They, they didn't want Catholic people around anymore. And this was in the 15th century. And, and my one friend, Anaya, her past life was she, she was up in the hills of that island and she ends up dying. What I understood about that experience for me was totally different. I was not in the, at the nunnery. I had not lived on a, Iona at that time, but I had been to Iona in the sixth century with St. Columba. St. Columba was one of the, the big three uh, religious leaders in Ireland in the early days, along with St. Bridget and St. Patrick. They all lived in the same century. And that was kind of like the, the age of the Christian movement in Ireland. To make a long story short, he was self-exiled from Ireland for a very specific reason. He, he chose to leave Ireland and he ended up on this Isle of Iona. And he was someone who would found churches and monasteries. And so I believe I was with him. I was there in a past life with him. And whenever I think about St. Columba, all I can see is that he is like a unicorn. And unicorns are supposed to be something that just children believe in. And But there's a very special magical creature called a unicorn. And every time I saw St. Columba, I just saw that in him. So on the last day of our visit there to the island, we went up to this very special well on a hill on the north end of the island called the Well of Eternal Youth. It was told St. Bridget had been there with her father. It's a place where there's just childlike innocence is the energy of this water. So we went up. It's a natural water feature on the island that is heart-shaped. The three of us walked up there and we were meditating at the well. I had this really strong image come to me that St. Bridget was sending across the water to me was this image of a unicorn and it like came into my body. She had this huge smile on her face and I was just so taken by that experience. And I thought, oh, this is the childlike innocence. This is what is known about this well. It's all about, it's all about that joy of being a child. And then Anaya, who's very intuitive, she looked over at me some minutes later. She didn't know I had that experience. And she goes, David, you are a unicorn. And I was like, what? <laughs> I really started to understand that there was something that happened when I was at that, on that island with St. Columbo. It was like we met the unicorns. We met these spiritual beings and we became integrated into their tribe. And that sounds very fanciful, I know and almost crazy, but it's like, the world is that beautiful, the world is that magical. The message was for me to reclaim my own childhood joy and innocence, and for the rest of the world 
like to share that with people and say, this is the possibilities of this world is that we can experience magic and joy like a child again. And we need to, to help heal our planet. That's very interesting. So what, what does the childlike aspect offer humanity? I think it has a lot to do with what you were talking about in your last podcast about gratitude, because I was listening to that. And it's almost like the world can be this joyful. The world can be this blissful. As a child, it's in their, their element. They're not worrying about anything. They're not taking on their parents' worries. They're, they're walking out into nature and they're seeing fairy. You know, it's just like, this is the way the world could be. When we see nature and we see the world in that way, we want, I think we want to take care of it. I think we, we think it's precious. Mm. You know, what that makes me think of is in my younger days, I did a stint with Zen meditation and Zen meditation was all about a child's mind, a clean slate, beginner's mind. That was what it was, but like a clean slate where you can just look at everything and kind of wonder, and you don't have a lot of predispositions or expectations. You're just open to the experience of what is. So I can see why that would be helpful because it's not weighed down by any number of bad experiences, chips on your shoulder, traumas, anger, and all kinds of other unpleasant but normal human experiences, right? So when you can approach the world with wonder, you can still connect to those moments of joy and feel the gratitude for the smallest things, which is where the real joy lies. It's funny because I've been getting that message now for probably over a year and it just keeps showing Mm -hmm. up in different ways. So that's really interesting because it sounds like that's very similar to what you're talking about. I feel like we're entering this age of coming into that childlike innocence and joy. I really think our world is moving in that direction and just to encourage that in people, it can change the world so much. I'm curious because there's this classic line that I learned in Hawaiian shamanism, although I've never seen anyone else claim it, but everybody uses it, which is energy flows where attention goes. So whatever you pay attention to is what you get more of, which is kind of the basis for the law of attraction. If you spend more time being more open-minded and in wonder and having that childlike, fresh way of looking at everything around you, then you're more in the flow rather than bottled up. You're more expansive. And when you're more expansive, you are more capable of manifesting. One of the things that I learned about that was when you're expansive, you're literally or physically making room between the particles of your physical being. You're expanding outwards, creating space for what you want by expanding all of your energy fields. When you're saying, oh, there's a lot more opportunity for this, like, how do you see people doing that? Because there's plenty of people who could point to all the horrible things going on on earth right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of really bad stuff going on earth right now. Yeah, Yeah, well, I'll, I'll give you an example. What I was seeing around unicorns is that they're really good at going ahead of you and shifting the energy for you or for others before you reach a destination. And so let's say you have to have to have hernia repair surgery. So what I plan to do, I'm going to ask the unicorns to come in, go into that surgery room, and I'm going to have them stand around in that room and create a certain energy there, which is more childlike. And they're going to create an energy there that is going to make everything all right for me. Any situation where you feel there's 
conflict or challenge. It's not a bad thing to, to be in conflict because that's how we resolve things sometimes. If we're anxious or scared about something, we can, there's probably a thousand different ways of doing this, but one way is I believe in this unicorn energy. I'm going to ask them to come over, go over to my neighbor's house where there's all this conflict. And I'm going to have, I'm going to imagine they're standing around in the rooms and they're big. These animals are huge. They're, they're horse-like and they're big. And I'm just imagining their energy, which is very high vibration and very healing. That's there. That's going to change the dynamics. I don't know how it's going to change it. I'm not, I don't have any control over it, but I'm, I'm asking them to go over there and create the conditions that are right for the people there or for if I have to go over there, that everything's going to work out for me. And that's a very childlike kind of thing. You know, a child who loves unicorns, I think they really have a sense of that. Well, like, you can look at it as childlike or you could look at it as masterful because in another mm-hmm. way, you could see magicians who send the energy that they desire out in front of them. I've heard of this also from the spiritual community as pre-paving the way for what you want. You can pre-pave your car journey. You see yourself get in the car, drive all the way to your destination. Everything's cool. You get there, you have a great trip. You come home and you see yourself coming right back into your garage. If you have one, everything's in one piece, everything works. There was no traffic, blah, blah, blah. I actually do pre-paving all the time, sending the energy out ahead of me for what I want. So you could say that's childlike, or you could say it's masterful and it could be both, right? Yeah, I've never heard anyone else talk about that, but I did some sacred site tours in Ireland back in 2018 and 2019 before COVID started. And that's what I would do. I would The first thing I would do is we would meet in Dublin. I would go to this well in the suburb of Dublin called Tallacht, and there's a, a St. Columba well there. And I would ask for his energy to, to be out in front of us the whole time. And I'm just going to say the result was I never had a problem. That was where I always started my tours in Ireland. And when I do my next tour in Ireland, that's what what I'll do again. Well, I love that because you're setting up the energy to be the most uh, welcoming, positive frequency for yourself. It's so funny because, you know, I know a lot of stuff, but I forget to do it. So this is a great reminder. It's a great reminder. Like I do it when I drive in the car, but there are so many other places you could do that. Like if you had a networking event to go to and you were nervous about meeting a whole room full of new people, you could send your energy out there to make it welcoming and warm and productive for you for the highest good of all concerns. So you're not manipulating anyone. You're just lining everything up to have it be as pleasant as possible for all concerned. Yeah, exactly. When I got back from Scotland, I was like, I'm setting up a new name for my website and it's called spiritoftheunicorn.com. And I noticed that there was a wine company called Spirit of the Unicorn. And I started, and I went to their website and I started reading their story. And what they said was they saw these unicorns going into their grape fields before they started the business and that they were going to, that was going to create the energy for them to be successful. And they've become a successful company. I never heard of that company before. And I thought, wow, this is exactly what I'm seeing around unicorns is they're always out in front of you if you set that intention. That is so amazing. You know, I have very limited exposure to unicorns. I've seen a few blow up unicorns in pools recently. And the other place I've seen unicorns is I read the book, um, The Woman with the Alabaster Jar, which I read it ages ago and it was really amazing tracing the belief that Mary Magdalene was married to Jesus. 
they looked at art from the Middle Ages and the symbology. And so the sign of the unicorn was a sign of their spirit. Unicorns have been with us for a long time. And there is unicorns, there's mermaids, there's all kinds Absolutely. of mythical creatures. Who knows what's real and what's not real? I mean, can you see it hard and fast with your eyes open on a regular day? I don't know. But in your mind's eye, you Probably might not. pick up those energies. You see it right. in your mind's eye. I think the possibility it totally exists that they're real and they can be your harbingers to set things up. I love that. It's such happy, it's happy. about it's unicorns playful. and not be happy. Know. You know what I mean? They're so they're true. so beautiful. They have yeah. wavy manes. They have that beautiful <laughs> spiral horn. And well, there's a fascination for a lot of people with horses anyway. So I think yes. this is such a beautiful concept. I really love that. What else is on your mind that you really want to share with the audience? So I've been living in Mount Shasta, California for oh, the yeah. last year. So tell me and, about Mount Shasta for sure. Oh my gosh. There's so much <laughs> to say about it. What happened was I was living in Arizona and I'm pretty nomadic. I, I kind of move around and I had spent some time in the Northwest over a year ago and I was passing through Mount Shasta and I was up on the mountain just meditating and I was just kept getting this information. You need to be here. You need to live here. It came in so strongly. I ended up moving here last December in the middle of winter, of all things. <laughs> Mount Shasta is such an interesting place. And what I love about it most is there is a, an actual written mythology about Mount Shasta. Oh, the people the, who live beneath The it? people yeah. live in the mountain. They're, they live yeah. in another dimension and they're the Lemurians and there's a big city in the, in, underneath yeah, the I mountain. Read, I read one of those books. And, you know, it's just really interesting to be living in a, in a place that has its own mythology. Of course, and when you're over in Europe, there's a lot of mythology. And if you're in Ireland, there's a lot of written mythology. It was not always written, but it was, it was oral mythology that became written by the monks in like the 10th, 11th century, started writing things down. But it's just kind of defines a place. There's so many layers of spiritual energy here. And it is really a spiritual Mecca. I mean, people come here from all over the world to have a spiritual experience. Yeah. They want to connect with the Lemurians and they want to connect to the site. There are places up on the mountain that I would say are portals of energy. And there are actually people here that will take you on a tour to all the different portal sites uh -huh. and they'll have you sit in that energy. Kind of like when I take people to sacred sites in other places, it's very yeah. similar. The other thing about Mount Shasta that I didn't realize when I came here was there is a lot of energy around fairies. Oh, I didn't We're know talking that. About, oh my gosh, the fairy energy is all over the place here. And I've really connected to fairies since coming here. In fact, when I moved into the house that I'm in now that I'm renting, I noticed there's a wall in the back, which was like a water feature. It was this stone wall that had water running up it and then down into a little pool. The water feature was broken or disconnected, but I could sense that there were fairies in the wall. And I actually, I have a friend who is an intuitive psychic tarot card reader who lives in Oregon. I asked her about my backyard and she goes, oh, you have fairies back there. She goes, they're helping you. And I never thought about fairies helping people before, but here I was living here and then realizing that there's all these 
potential connections that we can have from our religious experience, Jesus, Buddha, Yogananda, whoever that could be, to nature spirits, to ancient tribal people that we have been connected with in past lives. If you wanted, you could have thousands of connections. And for me, it's just grown and grown. Talk about gratitude, you know, having gratitude for all these connections. And of course, our ancestors and so what happened with the fairies, I'll just tell you, is that, and I explain this, I, I have a TikTok channel, it's called Unicorn Spirit 111, and I had this video that went viral, and I had no idea this was going to happen, but I was talking about what happened to me in my backyard before I went to Ireland and Scotland in September. I was meditating, and this fairy, and maybe it was more like an elven type of figure, I'm not sure what she was, we are here and we want to go to Scotland with you. I was getting that message. Well, who are you? Well, we're, we're fairies. I was like, I don't know who these people are. I'm not sure I want them to come with me. But then I realized they were really gentle beings. And I said, you can come with me if you want. And for some reason, they needed somebody to take them along. And so I closed my eyes and I saw them packing their bags, like not, you know, figuratively, not literally, sure. but it was so sweet. I sensed when I got to Scotland, that they came to me and there was this very special place that they wanted to come back to that they had lived there in the past and they wanted to come back to Scotland and it was the Isle of Skye and if you've ever been to the Isle of Skye the whole island is about fairies there's a place called Fairy Glen that is so magical looking it's hard to believe it's almost like these pointed hills with spiral grass lines around them and it's like how did that happen I can't even explain what caused that and then there's also a place in Isle of Skye called the Fairy Pools, and it's got fairy energy all, all throughout. So these connections just create so much joy, childlike, kind of childlike, playful energy that can really ease our minds when, you know, we're thinking about the world and all the things that are going on in the world. Sure. Really all right. Well, that is so amazing that you took fairies on your trip with you. <laughs> <laughs> you would think they'd be able to just get there. So what I saw was I drove down to San Francisco airport, SFO, and to fly to Dublin. They followed me to make sure that I got into the airport, and then they, they go on their ferry highway. They take off, and they're very capable of doing their own thing. You know, who am I to interpret? But maybe what <laughs> they were really saying was, when we want you to know us now, so that when we, but when we all get over there, you'll recognize us, and we can be together over there, too. And so, we did. We went to one of the pools, the fairy pools, and yeah. I knew they were there. Of course, I had to, I had a flute, so I took my little flute out and I played it with for them oh, because they yeah. love music and they love dance. I have not really been actively involved in until now, so it's like all of a sudden this childlike life is presenting itself, and it's really nice. nice, lovely, absolutely lovely. Yeah. Well, thank you for spending this time with us and giving yeah, sure. us something to uplift our spirits to think about fairies and owls and unicorn and the realness of your experience and tapping into all that energy to lift yourself because there's energy flows where attention goes. So choose what you want to pay attention to and you can choose the news and all the bad stuff happening around the world or you can, and you can balance that or you could just choose to right. have the uplifting experiences to lift whatever challenges you have going on in your own life. So it's a beautiful thing. And anytime we can find something that's uplifting, I am all for it. So do you have a free gift? 
on my website, spiritoftheunicorn.com. If you sign up for my email, I have a free audio file and PDF file of a meditation, a protection meditation. So if you feel like you need protection, it's involving using crystals, using diamond and ruby crystal, crystalline energy around your body to protect you from whatever you feel you want protection from. Very good. And it's free. And I'm also... Just to promote one more thing would be my tour to Scotland in May. I, I want to connect with these magical beings with people. So we want to connect with the fairies and the unicorns and see what they have for us and how they can help us. Beautiful. Very good. Thank you so much, Thank David. You. I yes, really appreciate you. You bet. Do you have a big decision that you're struggling with? Or do you have trouble making decisions? Or maybe you just want confirmation that you're headed in the right direction and made the right choice. Well, I've created a special gift for you called How to Ask the Universe for a Sign. In this free half-hour audio program, you're going to learn exactly how to ask the question, how to set everything up so that you can get an answer within 24 hours and finally know one way or another what you should be doing about a particular situation. This has worked so well for me. I'm happy to share it with you. To listen, just go to itsnevertoolatebiz slash sign. So that's N-E-V-E-R-T-O-O-L-A-T-E dot B-I-Z slash S like in Sam, I-G-N. And it's my pleasure to share that with you. It's a simple tool to use that offers amazing and wonderful results. Thank you for listening today. If you're curious about intuitive coaching or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate it or write a review and subscribe to never miss an episode and share the magic with a friend. This is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic. Love and magic.